0: The rain. <laughs> So, oh, was I... Viewers. Once again, this is your brother Paul coming to you live on your screens. I know some of you are also watching me on YouTube, and Facebook, and some also are hearing me in audio form on Spotify and Radio Republic. People who are on Instagram, now you can also source me from Instagram. So we started a lesson about a month now and the title of this lesson is a community of God's people. This is by four. The part three unfortunately was done only in a language, but I'll try to sum up some of the things we learned in part three so that my English viewers will also understand. In this part four. Now, to recap what we've studied so far, we're saying that Jesus Christ set up his community of people, which he called the church, or the ecclesia, in Greek. Now, he set up church leaders, who are the elders, preachers, and teachers, to put things in order. When the church began in Jerusalem about 2,000 years ago, we had some leaders like the apostles, and also within the church, there were some prophets. Now God, according to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 downwards to 13, the Holy Spirit set up all these you know, leaders so that they will ensure the church will be equipped and this is the duty of the leaders today. Now we don't have the apostles; they have done their job, they have finished their race, and there's no more apostle today. We don't also have the uh, what do you call it? The, the the prophets, because now the Bible is complete, so we don't need any new revelation from these prophets. But what we have outstanding now are the elders, the preachers, and the teachers. These elders are supported by the deacons. And they are to ensure orderliness in the lost community, which is the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. What they are to do is to check that the doctrine of our Lord is not compromised. They are also to solve disputes between brothers and also to correct the erring brother in the spirit of gentleness. Now, what we're going to study tonight is how to correct somebody who is erring. So, how to correct an erring brother or a sister or even a whole congregation. If the whole congregation, you know, go away from the norm how do you correct the congregation this is very important because of what is going on today we need to know how to solve problems like this God has given us all these leaders like elders teachers preachers so we should know what to do now no one is above correction in God's community no one is above correction not even the apostles were above correction unfortunately some brothers today behave as if they are on top of everything and no one can correct them some even go to the extent in saying that nobody should come to me and tell me to do a b or z But the apostles were corrected when they were wrong. It doesn't matter who corrects you if you are wrong. You have to be humble enough to accept your fault so that brotherly love continues. That is what God wants. Jesus loved his church. In fact, he died for the church. Anybody in the church or in Christ's kingdom is so special to him, and he doesn't want us to lose our souls, and that is why he put in place all these leaders to correct us when we go wrong. But if your brother comes to you and try to reason with you and tell you your fault, and you tell your brother, Who are you to correct me? as if you are the authority. Of everything, so you're above correction. No, as Christians, we have to humble ourselves enough to accept correction because that is the way God talked to us so that we will not lose our place in heaven. And that is why it is important we have to respect our preachers, we have to respect our elders, we have to respect our teachers. Through them, God always correct us. It doesn't matter last week I said it doesn't matter uh i mean the 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 one who is presenting the message. What matters is the message He's presenting and remember what Jesus said that the Pharisees and the scribes they sit in this they sit in the seat of Moses, so whatever they tell you, do it, but what you shouldn't do their behavior don't copy their behavior but it's important that whenever these people these leaders are presenting the Word of God to us to correct us we have to be humble enough to accept correction because God will not open his mouth you'll not hear Jesus voice telling you that my brother you are wrong But Jesus speaks to you through your your fellow brother. So it's important that we accept correction. Now, let's quickly go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 11. Sometimes when I read this passage, guess who is being corrected? And who corrected him? Peter of all people. One of the apostles, whom even some people... Always think that Peter was the captain of the apostles or he was the leader of the apostles, though so it's not in the Bible. But because of Peter's behavior, but who would have thought that Peter will deviate from the truth of the gospel and will be corrected by Paul, the latest apostle, somebody who is even younger in that apostleship, to correct? Almighty Peter, but it happened. Who told you that somebody is above correction? Do you understand? Now, read with me Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 to 14. This is Paul speaking. He said, But when Cephas came to Antioch, Cephas here is referring to Peter, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For he regularly ate with the Gentiles before certain men came from James. However, when they came, he withdrew and separated himself. Do you see what Paul is trying to put across here about Peter? However, When they came, the Jews came and Peter saw them, he withdrew and separated himself because he feared those from the circumcision party. Then the rest of the Jews also joined his hypocrisy so that even Barnabas, who was walking with Paul, was also led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were deviating from the truth, who were they? Peter and those Jews, including Barnabas, were deviating from the, from the truth of the gospel, I, Paul, told, save as told Peter, in the front of all of them, if you Jew, who are, if you who are a Jew, live like a Gentile, and not like a Jew, how can you compare a Gentile to live like Jews? Do you understand that? Peter is showing hypocrisy here. He had with the Gentiles, telling the Gentiles that now you are part of us. You understand? You are Christians, so there's no, you know, divisions among us. There, there, there's no racism. There's no uh, difference among us. There's no Jews. There's no Gentiles. We are all equal. But as soon as Peter saw his fellow Jews coming, he just withdrew from them. What is he telling you? Hypocrisy. What say no, 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 no. shouldn't do that now what we want to learn from here is who is above correction if Peter of all the Apostles everybody know Peter as somebody who was eloquent and somebody always you know come in front but he erred. he erred, and I don't blame him he is human like you and I the only person the Bible says never erred is Jesus Christ. So who told you that? You are above correction. We are all fallible people. We can, you know, do wrong. So we should always open up for our brothers to correct us when we go wrong. What we are discussing now, if you are budging in, hear me now. We are discussing uh, about how to correct the Aaron brother. Somebody who is going with You need to turn the brother. That's what Jesus Christ is saying. Now, let's see this dispute between, you know, brothers in the church. How do we solve this problem? Paul was shocked to hear that. The Corinthian brethren, see, they are taking their own brothers and sisters to court. And listen to how he said it. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 to 6. Read with me. He says, if any if any of you has a dispute against another, how dare you take it to court before the unrighteous? people that have no standing in the church and you are taking your brother to those outside the church and then he said and not before the saints or oh, don't you know that the saints will judge the world who are the saints? the saints are Christians he said, you Christians, you are going to judge the world. So why is that when a dispute comes between you and your brother? You put it out there. And you don't solve it within yourself. Probably you think this is what the Corinthian people were doing and this is so appalling. Why do you do that? But today we are doing the same thing. Instead of solving matters within us, if we throw into social media... To people who are not Christians. To people who have no standing in the lost church. To be judges between you and your brother. Then know that Paul is talking to you. Paul is talking to you. He is saying, saints, Christians are going to judge the world. But What is so intriguing here? I, I, I mean... Uh, I, I find it's, uh, 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 what do you call it? Sometimes when I read here, I uh, become like I have even a uh, goosebumps on me. He said, If the world is going to be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the trivial cases? Don't you know that? You will judge angels? I find it difficult to understand how Christians are going to judge angels. And if Christians, saints are going to judge angels, how come we cannot solve our own problem? But we throw it out there for people that have no standing in the church to be our judges. Paul says no. As for this one, you've gotten it wrong. You've gotten it wrong. So if you have such matters, do you appoint as a judge, uh, do you appoint as your judges those who have no standing in the church? You have a problem between you and your brother in Christ in the church why do you throw it out there but don't solve it what is going on now you know matters that affects the lost church is being posted and circulated thinking that we are circulating it to i don't know who we are circulating it to That is not right. Paul says that is not how we solve our problem. And he continues by saying that I say this to shame you. Can it be that there is no one, not even a wise person among you, who is able to arbitrate between fellow believers? Instead, brother goes to court against a brother. And that, before the unbelievers, it was shocking to Paul to see the Christians doing that. Sometimes when you read some things like this from the Bible, you think this is so remote from you. But then look around you and you yourself. How do you solve problems between you yourself and your brother? Or if you see your brother going astray how do you correct your brother now let's check these facts first you have to understand that you who is correcting the Aaron brother Bible says you should do it in the spirit of gentleness It's very important Point number two, you always have to verify and cross-check your facts. What you have noticed these days? People start circulating things, whether it's true or not true, and we too forwarding and secreting it. Now, this is what is going on in the social media. But please... We have to always check our facts. It doesn't matter who is saying it. Check and see. Sometimes, because we are human. Some people trying to, you know, move things with their emotions and without checking some facts, putting it out there, and you are also trying to do that. If you are a Christian, the scripture says, if you see your brother who... Is doing something wrong you speak to your brother and that was brothers do you understand so check your facts and don't rush and jump into conclusion and that's what journalists do sometimes you know how many times have you not heard some journalists writing uh, a, a, a what they call it apology and saying that oh uh, we are sorry we didn't check and they are being sued Because they always want to be first in circulating gossip. you understand? But sometimes it ends up that they don't check their facts. Christians don't let us do that. It doesn't matter who is saying it. Let's check our facts before we also be partners of circulating false news. One thing Paul said about the Jews in Berea, which I always quote today, is in Acts chapter 17, verse 11. He said, Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Why? Because they received the word with all eagerness and examined the scriptures daily to see if the things they heard were so. That is what we have to do. It's not that anything over here, you take it without examining it. Even when Paul, being an apostle, was speaking at that time, the people were going to check the facts if what they heard is right. So let us always, if we want to, we we'll find interest in something that is going on. Let's check the fact before we do it. You see, ignorance is not an excuse. You wouldn't say, oh God, I didn't know that this was not true. I mean, my brother sent me, so I mean, no. Especially if it's to do with the lost church. Be careful, my brother. It doesn't matter who is doing the commentary around it. Point number two, I've already said that we should avoid, you know, things like circulating things that are, uh, you don't know the fact, but you are. So, point number two, you see, you come and reason together with a brother who is, you know, sinning or is wrong. In Matthew chapter 18 verse 15, Jesus gave us an example. He taught us how to solve our problems. When we see our brother who is at fault, he said, go and tell him his fault. That's how you should do it. You shouldn't put out there without speaking to your brother. And some people say, what? We've spoken to them and they wouldn't listen. Is that how Jesus said you should go if you spoke to them and they wouldn't listen so you put it out there? No. Jesus said if you go and they don't listen, you take another person and speak to your brother. Now, you see, we we will study why Jesus wanted this to be between you who have seen it or who you think somebody has wronged you, why you should do this in private. He said, "Go to him. It should be between and your you and your brother. Speak to him, and if your brother listen to you, you've gained your brother." That's what Jesus said. So that means, even though that brother has erred, he still remain your brother. The fact that somebody is doing something wrong doesn't mean he's not your brother. Jesus wants you to speak to your brother and get him back from that, you know, sleepy road that he's, you know, uh, 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 going to. He wants you to win your brother. Know how to speak to erring brother. It's very important. Jesus said, go to him. But, you know, He has warning for you who is correcting the one who is at fault. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in the spirit of gentleness. In the spirit of gentleness. But keep watch yourself, lest you too be tempted. Sometimes, two people are fighting and you are going to make peace. And you who is going to make peace, you end up fighting with them or fighting with one. It happened. So it's always you have to watch yourself. Other than that, you who know better will do even worse things. If you don't approach it the way jesus is telling you so he said try to correct your brother restore him in the spirit of gentleness you see if you talk to a wrongdoer in a gentle way as the spirit as the, the scripture recommends it doesn't mean you are compromising their wrongdoing no rather what it means is that you're showing maturity and caring. Some people think that if somebody gets wrong and he has to, you know, blow horn for everybody to know, uh, that means he hates it. Everybody hates sin, including Jesus Christ. But next week we'll talk about the way Jesus solved some problem. Somebody who hates evil doing. He hates fornication. He hates, you know, adultery. But there were people who were brought to Jesus that were caught in adultery. What did Jesus do? Next week, you meet me. We talk about that. And see how Jesus solved matters of this. Do you understand? But it is important that we take the, uh, what do you call it, the, Uh, uh, example that Jesus has given us now this is what Paul saw so if you read first Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27 Paul says I discipline my body I keep it under control lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified do you understand so if you are going to correct your brother You have to discipline yourself. Other than that, you who are preaching to that person, you may be disqualified. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. You see, speaking about your brother in a delegatory way to the public is unchristian. Jesus or his apostles. We never do that. And we should learn this. And that is why. He wants you to solve the problem. With you and your brother. In private. He said go to him. Between you and him. Even if he doesn't listen to you. Doesn't end there. Take one or two people. And this should be. Between you and the witnesses. Between you. The two and the witnesses. So that some people too will witness what is going on. Probably seeing people coming involved will break your brother's heart to change. And that is why Jesus is saying that. So next week we're going to take step by step. The first step, second step, third step. And see the steps we, we, we use to deal with an errant brother, somebody who we want to correct. Let's see how Jesus taught us and let's utilize those examples that he's giving us. It is so important. James, the apostle, a whole apostle. Listen to what he said in James chapter 5, verse 19 to 20. He says, and I quote, My brothers. If anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wrongdoing will save his soul from death and will cover multitude of sin. Brothers and sisters, it's not that we want to gain, you know, or score political points. So when you see your brother in Sarong and then we want everybody to see these people, they are that, they are that, no. The brother is doing something that will send him to a place I don't want to mention. He's going to lose his his place in, 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 in heaven. If you continue to do that. And you have seen it. The Bible said, Restore your brother in the spirit of gentleness." And James said, If you restore back that person, The person should know that The one who brought back the sinner Have saved his soul. So you want to save somebody's soul. But if you don't take that, advice that the apostles and Jesus are given but you think you do it in your own way you will be wrong my brother you will be wrong my sister it's not only brothers sisters also do the same thing instead of going to see their fellow brother or sister who they think have wronged them they take to the public those who have no standing in the church to be judges paul said that shouldn't be so god bless you that you always take time to follow me next week we will continue all this and go through Matthew chapter 18 again go by step by step and see how jesus you know uh, 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 the examples he's given us to solve problems and also see some of the examples Jesus himself how he corrected somebody or some people who were erring and we have to say the same thing or do the same thing once again this is your brother Paul try to share this video to as many as you can so that we as brothers will know how to solve our own problem without using the social media and the public space to be our judges? God bless you. You find this video on YouTube, also uh, Facebook. You find it Spotify audio version, and also Radio Republic. Those who are on Instagram can also get this. God bless you.